This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. Joe's mom's neighbor, Duggan. Man, why does it seem like everyone else is on a TV show? We just had Paula Pant, who's Netflix famous now, and today we welcome from PBS's Opportunity Knox, Patrice C. Washington. I mean, I'm the one who's the voice of a generation. Of course, it's the first generation of iPod Touch, but you know, still, in our headlines, you can now save more for retirement. Hooray! Plus, we'll throw out the Haven Lifeline to Malcolm who wants to know about collective investment funds. And then I'll publicly broadcast my trivia. And now, two guys who hear opportunity knocking and want to help you get the door. It's Joe and O-J-J-J-J-G. And a happy Wednesday to you, stackers. Welcome back to the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And what a show we have. Doug, you said it first, Patrice Washington in the basement. Yes, it's going to be a great, great day. But first, let's say hello to the man, the myth, the legend. He's got his coffee. He's got the vocal cords warmed up. Mr. OG is here. Is Doug going to do No Shave November? Hmm. I believe I am. That's, that's, That's the question that's on my mind today. 
if you're going to do it or if Doug's going to do it. Joe does the no shave every so often. I do do the no shave every so often. And November just gives me a great excuse for it. It's all a matter of if I can make it through days like 7 through 12. If I get past that, then I'm good for the rest of the, but that's a rough time frame for me. Do you let it go all the way to Christmas then? I have before. Oh man, I should share some pictures with, with the basement. I've got some, I had one. Then when I started to sort of peel it back in December and start to get creative with it, I had one where where it's like coming out the back of your shirt and my ears. No, Uh, (laughs) but I did a prison stash where I just, it was fantastic. (laughs) I just did. It was, it was a mustache. And then the tails of the mustache went all the way down to like the collar of my shirt. Oh, God. Oh, it, oh God. I, I've never looked nice. like more of a badass. I'm so proud of that. We might have to put <laughs> Just, that. We might have to put that in the basement. Do it again, man. Hey, you do you. <laughs> Own yourself. How did we get off the rails at the like 37 second mark of this thing? I just said, I just, you know, but, I was just thinking it's the first of November. Christmas decorations are coming up. Halloween's over. Blow right through Thanksgiving. Doug's face needs it. some decorations. <laughs> yes, it does. Patrice Washington is here. We're focused on that. That's what we're talking about. Oh, hey, Patrice. We got a great, we, we, yeah, Patrice, whatever. We got a fantastic show today. It's going to be amazing. But before all that amazement, you know, we were sitting around on Monday telling ghost stories uh, and somebody said, whoa, 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 wait, hold on. How about this? This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, Track progress toward financial goals and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. 
And I said, that's not scary. That's not scary at all. That's good stuff. Patrice Washington is here, and we're going to talk about saving more money for retirement. So let's get moving. Hello, darlings. And now it's time for your favorite part of the show, our stacking Benjamin's headlines. Our headline today comes to us from CBS News, but frankly is everywhere. Amy Peachy writes this piece. Inflation hike, IRS is raising the 401k contribution limit by a record amount. How about that, OG? There's some, here we go. I mean, thank goodness price of gas is through the roof. Thank goodness the grocery store is through the roof because that makes it so we can put more money in the old 401k. I still wish, like, my ideal world would be for them to just have a maximum total that you can contribute. I know. Right, between IRAs and 401ks and 457s and 403bs and just who cares where you put it? Just here's your max. You can put in 50 grand. So if you're fortunate enough to be able to save the maximum amount, since it's going up, you can save a little bit more, which is a good thing. Shouldn't we say how much it's going up? Let's do that right now in this piece the IRS said on Friday. It's boosting the 2023 contribution limits for 401ks. That's a couple of Fridays ago, by the way, uh, by a record $2,000 due to the high pace of inflation, which will allow workers to sock away more money in 2023. Individuals will be able to save up to $22,500 in their 401k next year, an increase of 9.8% from the current year contribution limit of 20,500 the agency said in a statement the new limit also applies to other types of defined contribution plans so if you have a 403b most 457 plans and the federal government's thrift savings plan congratulations you can also put more in you know we're saying high five og the sad fact is we've talked a lot here though during our headline segments through the years about yeah okay the limits raised this this affects a tiny amount of people. I mean, right. m- most people just need to get saving more money. So hopefully this just helps people go, you know what? I want to put more money away. Well, and if you're sitting there going, I'm doing 3%, there's no way that I could ever save $20,000. Like that's just an insane amount of money to come out of my paycheck. And you're doing 3% right now or 5% or something. Just set up an automatic increase every six months. Every six months go in and say, I'm going to increase it by 1%. You won't notice 1%. I promise you, if you're making you know $100,000 a year, 1% is 1000 bucks. It's $83 per month. You're not going to notice a $40 miss out of your paycheck every six months. And hopefully along that way, you'll get you know some commensurate pay raises, which is also a good time to talk about that right now. If you're lucky enough to get inf- even inflation-adjusted pay raises, so you didn't get promoted this year, you didn't, you know, the economy's crappy, so your boss says there's no merit raises, but we're giving you a little extra because of inflation. Try to save some of that. I know that gas and energy and transportation is, you know, a larger part and housing in particular, a a larger part of a lot of our budgets right now. But if you're able to direct some of that additional income, if you were to get a pay raise, direct some of that additional income to your savings, you might not miss it. And that's a great place to kind of find that extra money. And you may not be maxing it out right now, but in four or five years, you might be able to get there. Len Penzo, who contributes to our Friday shows, says that was his uh, methodology. OG was over the years, just saved his raises, got used to spending X amount of money and then saved his raises to the point where he was finally saving just bundles of money and able to retire in his fifties piles. Yeah. Yes. I like the little 
example or scenario you put together, OG, about, you know, if you make 100, I think initially there's going to be people listening to our show and be like, I'd love to make 100. But the point of the example is 1% of that, 83 bucks, you know, every split that in half because you get paid twice a month. The numbers just get smaller and smaller if you make 60,000 and and it, the ratio still holds. 1% is still it's 25 bucks a paycheck if you make 60 grand. It's not going to impact your lifestyle. There, there is some extra there. I get it. You know, if you're just starting out or you've had a change in your life financially or whatever, it's it's very difficult to to have all those extras, including, you know, saving a whole bunch of money. But you got to put something away. The good news is if you own a company, you also have options. There are 401k type plans out there. In fact, a good friend of ours, Sean Mullaney, the Phi tax guy, has a new book out called Solo 401k, The Solopreneur's Retirement Account. I actually interviewed him, guys, a couple weeks ago over on our Fireside channel. We did that live, and I asked him, because he's got this analogy. You guys remember Ron Popeil? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And OG's got no Oh, come on. The, who was it? The Pocket Fisherman? We had all of the like the original early infomercial type products. He had a chicken rotisserie chicken thing that he did. Yes, yeah. yeah. In fact, it's funny. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> the he had so many uh, hair in a can. Remember hair in a can? Yes. Yeah. Some. Yeah. So uh, Sean talks about how Ron Papil is well a part of how we can uh, figure out how solo four hundred one ks are different than. Regular 401ks if you own your own business. So Joe and I are dating ourselves, but there was a great <laughs> infomercial uh, for the, what was it? The chicken rotisserie roaster. Yes. Ron Popeil used to sell. And he said, all you had to do was set it and forget it. And that was my experience with 401ks at work. I used to work for Big Four Accounting. I worked for the IRS for three years. I had the, the TSP, the equivalent of the 401k. Basically, what would happen is you'd get an email from HR. You started the new job. Here's the 401k plan. Go to this portal, make an investment allocation election, make a contribution percentage election, and you set it and you forget it, right? And 401ks at large employers are great. But then later in my journey, I did what Joe did. I went out on my own, right? I became self-employed. And when you're self-employed, especially you're just working with yourself and for yourself, no one from HR emails you and says, hey, here's the 401k plan. Go pick out some investments. Tell us your contribution <laughs> percentage, right? There's no set it and forget it. So you have to become the, the manager. You have to be active. But with that increased responsibility in terms of planning your own retirement, I think there's a whole lot more increased opportunity. Well, you show us how the opportunities changed over time, right? The very first chapter of your new book goes through some of the history of where retirement plans have been. It feels to me like it's getting better, Sean. Is that true? I think that's very much true, even for the large employer 401ks, right? My experience has been that large employer 401ks are improving in terms of investment selection, in terms of expenses. That said, they're certainly not perfect. One of the nice things about the solo 401k is you are in the driver's seat, right? So you get to pick the financial institution. You find your favorite financial institution that has the fees that you like, the uh, investment options that you like, and you get to decide, okay, this is going to be my financial institution for my solo 401k. These are going to be the investments that I'm going to invest in. And then you also get to flexibly decide 
what's going to be my employee contribution to my own solo 401k, and even better, what's going to be my own employer contribution to my solo 401k. A lot of folks don't realize. He continues to go over this a lot more. We will link to it, by the way, in our show notes, both his new book about the solo 401k and also our YouTube interview with him. We'll link to our YouTube channel. Just go to our YouTube channel and look for uh, Sean Mullaney and I chatting about this. But, oh, gee, he makes a couple great points here. Just because you don't have a 401k at work doesn't mean that you don't have some pretty slick options. Solo 401k sounds, at least talking to Sean, sounds like a great option. Uh, yeah, I mean everything that he talked about there is fantastic. The, the the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is is separating the business from your personal life. And if you're starting a business, the best way to think about this is how much do would I pay my employee to do this work for me? And then you create a benefits package for that employee. That person happens to be you. So you have to do a 401k, you have to do a match into your 401k. You have to pay yourself a salary like you normally would. You don't just take money out of the business account whenever there happens to be some extra. That gets a little bit further down, I think, in the weeds. But the 401k or the solo 401k, if you're eligible, gives you the most contribution amount compared to the others. I want to go back to the vast majority of people listening that have a 401k or a 403b, 457 at work. You know, he talks about set it and forget it right? And how that's great. And usually forgetting about it is fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know about you, man, but I remember so many meetings that I used to have where people would go, oh, I had no idea I had that much money in my 401k. It just kind of magically, magically built up because I didn't pay any attention to it. But when do you really want to remember? Oh, gee, how often do you want to remember your 401k to either rebalance, check out the funds, see if I'm doing things right? Anything more than once a year is probably too much statistically rebalancing more than once a year doesn't provide any value. So once a year is perfect. Pick a day on your birthday, on Halloween, on November 3rd, whenever you listen to this, just, just do it that day. Perfectly fine. Man, there's a lot here still that we could go into. I think the big takeaway though, for you, if you're walking your dog, whatever is, is there an opportunity here for you to save more money? If there is, then uh, the government, if you were at the top, gave you some more room. If you're not near the top, using that stairway approach to get a little more, get a little better off, uh, great reminder to get that done. We will dive even deeper into this in our newsletter, the 201, approaching 10,000 people, OG, getting close to 10,000 people, getting the 201. It's our newsletter. Is that like comes, getting close to 10,000 or is that like fourth grade rounding at 5,001 right, round to the right. nearest 10,000? exactly it. We're at three <laughs> and we're rounding up to the next 10,000. Yeah. No. Round I, to the highest, the next higher 10,000. Yeah. No, not no, at I all. I know that there's more. We've got uh, Brooke Miller on our team does deep dives into all the things that we talk about here. Comes out twice a week, the day after each show. So four deeper discussions on all of these topics, tips and tricks, stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Yeah, she's not going deep into the stuff I talk about, though. Like the trivia? Yeah, she seems to edit that out. She does. She kind of sticks with the headline segment and the featured guest. Yeah. yeah, maybe there needs to be an expanded trivia presence. I think we have to have a, a summit, like a camp, a camp basement summit, Camp Texarkana summit about the role 
of trivia Pass. in the 201. <laughs> OG's already busy at that meeting time. I'm Coming out. Up Turns next, out I'm unavailable. <laughs> Coming up next is Patrice Washington. I'm so excited. I love talking to Patrice. She, of course, is the host of the podcast Redefining Wealth. Back when Steve Harvey had his uh, daytime talk show, she was the Steve Harvey show money person. She has been all over media today. She's joining us because she is one of three coaches, along with our friend Gene Chatsky and uh, Louis Barajas, uh, who has a big YouTube channel. She's a coach for the show Opportunity Knocks. We're going to talk about maybe some help that you can find in your area about some of the coaching that she did on the show. And of course, I love talking to people like Patrice about behind the scenes. How do you make a show like this about money and make it interesting? It's Super fun. Always talking to Patrice. So I'm sure she's going to bring it. But speaking of bring it, Doug's bringing us some trivia right now, I think, man. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And as the biggest star of the best personal finance podcast, why aren't I getting all these invites to host TV shows or, you know, even just to be a guest? I've messed up my money enough that Patrice Washington should talk to me. I'm the ultimate tabula rasa, total blank slate. I'm a beautiful lump of soft brown clay. I mean, you can mold me like one of those jello things mom makes with those nasty chunks in it. And I love that Patrice is on PBS, one of my favorite channels. I leave it on all day. Not only am I maybe the biggest Bert and Ernie fan, or Ernie, but you know, Joe's mom and I love to make a drinking game out of Antiques Roadshow. I just learned something crazy about that show, actually. For all the kinds of government officials who are there during the taping at various venues across the country, guess which kind of official is always on site? I'll be back right after I polish Joe's mom's traditional clogs to see if they're worth anything. You know, guys, Veterans Day comes up every year, but uh, companies rarely thank veterans in a way that's meaningful. Sure, they may have a Veterans Day sale or uh, have advertising around it, but there is... Very, very little and meaningful Valentine's Day activity when it comes to families. But at Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They think veterans in a way that's meaningful. They offer resources like the VA Loans Hub and Best Cities After Service. They offer veteran employment assistance partnerships with nonprofits like The Mission Continues. They're a top VA home loan lender. They offer personal finance counseling. They offer 24-7 member service. They have a growing community of over 1.8 million veterans like you. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans, insured by NCUA, an equal housing lender. Well, you know, what I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine and my nephew Nathan is in South Africa as an air traffic controller and in military appreciation month Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members many of whom go above and beyond Navy Federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals it's all branches of the military veterans DOD employees and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. 
Navy Federals insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Hey there, stackers. I'm hoarder turned antiques collector because you're calling it that's a lot easier than dealing with the problem. Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. You never know how much something's going to be worth on Antiques Roadshow. There was the 18th century Quinn Long Jade Collection valued at over $700,000, the Diego Rivera Oil Painting valued at over $800,000, and the Boston Red Stockings Baseball Archive valued at over a million. Stockings are what people with millions of dollars call those things you just refer to as socks. So what officials do the Antiques Roadshow insist on always having on site? Well, if you hit the jackpot and find out your grandma's dentures were the same ones worn by George Washington, you just might need an escort. So on hand at every venue are police to protect anyone with extremely valuable goods. And now, to help you with your valuable goods, Patrice Washington. Patrice Washington, how are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm glad to be back. I gotta know how this whole thing started. So does does PBS just call you? I mean, did you? Because if somebody told me, if they, of course, this would never happen to me. This would just happen to you, not to me. But... Did you get an email? Did PBS just, I mean, PBS, Patrice, PBS. Yeah. I actually got an email from the production company who created the show Opportunity Knox. And I'll be honest with you, Joe, I'm so used to getting these random emails about <laughs> show opportunities that I usually am just you prepared to say pumped. no. Yeah, I'm usually prepared to just say no, because usually they are things that just don't Feel right. Even though the premise might be totally fine, you know, I'm big on just being in alignment and making sure that anything I say yes to feels really good for me. It's like a very strong yes, not a hesitant yes. And so I was totally prepared to get on this Zoom call, listen to the pitch and go, no, thank you. But thanks so much, right, for the offer. And I got on the call and the creator of the show, Jamie Strayer, was on and a few other folks, they were on and they started to explain the premise. And I literally just thought about myself and you know my story, but I thought about myself when I was at this point of like losing everything and suffering in silence and not knowing where to go and what to do and who to trust. And I was like, oh, my gosh, something like this would have been great if I saw something like this while I was watching PBS because My daughter was teeny tiny at that time. And I was always watching, you know, all the PBS shows in the morning. I'm like, had I stumbled upon this, it probably would have really supported me in getting help sooner. And it was an instant yes for me. I did get this instant pay it forward vibe, Patrice. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like here's an opportunity to do something where I could share my story with people who probably are in a space right now where they could really resonate with it and understand and just create another layer of just relatability and use the platform that I've built for good because that's what matters at this point. Let's listen to a clip. This is the trailer for season one. By the way, I like the sound of that. Season one of about 30 seasons. Let's listen to this trailer. Every day, millions of Americans must make the choice between rent and food. I definitely live paycheck to paycheck. But what many Americans don't know is that there are methods available in their own backyard built to help them with these struggles. I didn't realize it was possible for us to do that outside of a VA loan. 
Opportunity Knox has matched three expert coaches with six struggling families to give a personalized financial experience that even you can benefit from. I've always told myself, gotta break the cycle, gotta break the cycle. Through this journey, we will see that the American dream is possible with the right advice. Do it like a math problem because we gotta figure it out. Our coaches will guide these families with resources within their community that will unlock the doors to financial freedom. You got to stay focused on the goal. Will the obstacles they face prove to be too much for these six families? Change is hard. Yeah, change is hard. There's no way we can get ahead here. I feel stuck. Or will the coaches help them open the door when opportunity knocks? So exciting and inspirational. And I mean, mm-hmm. just the people crying in these and not crying because they're sad, crying because their eyes are open, that they have resources, Patrice. But tell me about the other coaches, because it's you and a couple other pretty badass individuals <laughs> that you get to work with. It is incredible. So first of all, Jean Chatsky, financial editor for the Today Show for 25 years, someone who I actually watched, you know, for years and looked at as a mentor and especially as a woman in the personal finance space, I literally got to like do this alongside her. And then Louis Barajas, who many people refer to as like the Dave Ramsey of the Spanish speaking world, right? (laughs) He is incredible. I mean, he's a a certified financial planner. Um, He has done like great work. He serves on the CNBC Financial Advisory Council. He's just done magnificent things, like not just in the United States, but in Spanish speaking countries as well. And so I really love the diversity of the coaches that were selected because I think that we collectively just represent more of what America looks like because oftentimes when you see things like this, it's just a very narrow scope. Yeah. And so, yeah, I am so excited I get to work alongside these veterans. But did you actually spend any time with the two of them or were the three of you in different cities working with different people? We were in different cities working with different people, but we did come together for the the opening of the show as well as the finale. So you will see us like together roundtabling what's the best path for each family to take. So Yes, we coached people individually, but we did also kind of bounce different things off of one another to make sure that people got very well-rounded support. You know, people, I I see things like this, Patrice, and I always think, oh, you know, this took a couple days, but much like you and I with our podcast, you know how much time this stuff takes. It takes forever to make this. When did this project start and how how long did it take to make this season? So we actually were casted in 2021, but then as different things started to happen with COVID, and so some states or cities where we were planning on going to film had shutdowns or there were storms that delayed things. I mean, it was one of those things I always believe that when something really amazing is coming, sometimes you got to go through some crap first. Like before the rainbow comes out, there are a few storms. We literally were postponed a couple times But I think that all things happen in divine order because when we finally got into it, it took a few months to film because we did visit the families multiple times. 
And also, several of the families were able to keep in contact with their coaches. So like for Jean, one of Jean's families, for example, they went through one of her programs. So they were in constant. Yeah, which was a phenomenal, right? She ended up opening a program around the same time that she met that family and they were able to go through the program. For me, one of my clients, I was able to stay in communication with and do some Zoom coaching sessions with her outside of going to her home a few times to meet her. So many of us built really great relationships with the families that we supported throughout the process. But I know some of these programs, like a reality TV show, right? They don't want you to know the people ahead of time. They want to capture it all on film. So when you first met the people you were coaching, did you have to meet them with the camera on or were you able to meet them behind the scenes first and get an idea? Pretty much with the camera on. So literally we would go and knock on their doors. At least in my case, I will walk up with the camera on me and literally knock on the door. And that would be the first time that I saw the family, that I met them, that I heard their stories. So a lot of the emotion that you see and feel in the show is very much real. It is literally what happened in real time. And it was great, too, because as you know this by now, Joe, you know, I'm very animated sometimes with my facial expressions. (laughs) Me, can you believe it? I'm actually really animated. And so from the few clips I've seen, because I haven't seen the show yet really either, but I remember sitting at the kitchen table, for example, of one family that I'm helping there from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I'm sitting with them at their kitchen table and asking questions. And my facial expressions, I don't know how to hide, right? So I'm asking about like their credit card debt and like how these things happen and listening to all the stories. And at the end of the day, the director is like, your facial expressions are classic. And I go, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm so used to like talking to people virtually that I forget that those are the faces I make. He's like, oh yeah, you're going to be a meme for sure. But it was all genuine. It was all authentic. (laughs) That's funny. I was told that when I was, I haven't been a financial planner in a long time, but I was told that when I was a financial planner, that it was the mm-hmm. same. My clients, Patrice, would get halfway through explaining something they were doing. They're like, yeah, that's dumb, isn't it? I can tell from your face how dumb that is. I'm like, I'm sorry. I should not. I need to just be, yes. Hey, hey, let's play another clip because this is somebody you helped. And I love this because we can dive into some good financial talk that will help, I think, all of our stackers out there. This is you coaching uh, Michelle. And so you have about $600 a month left, right, to make it through the month. Well, I'm gonna have to be honest with you. Where you are right now and for what you said you wanna do, which is start your business, it's ridiculous. And eventually, if you wanna start the business, you're gonna have to get off Section 8, right? Like you're gonna have to make more money. It's always gonna hold you back from actually living out your full potential Mm -hmm. and really getting a chance to build your your empire, right? Your transportation empire. If you can only make so So much, much. it's always gonna keep you playing small, right? And so for the sake of the kids too, you wanna show them what's possible. Patrice is not judging me. She's telling me to focus on ways to get off of Section 8, ways to improve my life. I absolutely love that. And by the way, that is the first reaction I feel like, Patrice, we always have when we have money chats, which is why I, I love this show in general because it makes it so that we'll chat more about it. Like we always think when we have this money chat, somebody's judging us. And so Michelle yeah. immediately says, hey, she's not judging me, which is awesome. If we're you and I are talking about money, it's not that I'm judging you. We're trying to help each other. Right. And I love how open and receptive she was to the coaching. 
And I love that she could feel the love, that it was not about judgment at all. But the reality is that there are a lot of brilliant people who have these big dreams, these audacious dreams. And because they can't mentally get out of this cycle that they can only do so much, it holds them back. It's not that they're not capable. It's not that they don't have the vision to do it. And sometimes we make financial conversations strictly about cutting, cutting, cutting and saving. And you know that I like to talk about finances from a lens of abundance. And so how do we think bigger? How do we think greater? Like, how do we think about what we can create versus just what we can cut? And that was a part of what I wanted to expose Michelle to, especially because she's a wonderful single mother. The vision that she has for her children requires her modeling and demonstrating something different than what has been the reality in their family. Before we get into some of that, because I want to dive into all those things a little bit, because I think this will help our community a ton. Number one, t- tell us a little bit more about Michelle. What does she do that she only has $600 a month left now? And then mm-hmm. you did talk about her kids and how important her relationship with her kids are. It, it, flesh out Michelle a little bit for us, Patrice. Who is she? So Michelle is a single mom who left New York City as her kids are, you know, becoming of age. They're teenagers or preteen and teen. And she left New York City for a better life in Florida. And when she got to Florida, she had a a good friend who encouraged her to come. And then their relationship just fizzled. And so now she's in a new state, in a new space with her children, all alone. And the way that Section 8 and just different resources that she was accustomed to in New York panned out, she actually ended up far worse because she was not getting the same type of support and benefits. And this is a woman who does work full time in Mm. transportation. So she was a school bus driver in New York. But because the cost of living in New York was so high, you know, she could make a certain amount. She was getting Section 8. But when she came down to Florida, Section 8 looked completely different. And so now she's not in the best neighborhood. It's not necessarily the best home. And then she makes even less as a bus driver there. So it just turned everything upside down for her. And what was supposed to be a better opportunity for her and her children kind of turned out to be a bit of a nightmare. What I found was great with this clip was that you immediately focus on something. Back to your point about working from a spot of abundance. Everybody's trying to cut trying to cut, 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 cut. And you can't shrink your way to greatness. You can't. Mm -hmm. You immediately say you need to make more money. Like this is, this sounds like Michelle's got an income problem as much as it's an, well, much more than an expense problem. Right. And then to add to all of that, because she's on section eight, in order to leverage section eight, you can only make so much. So there's the constant battle that I think many people face. I need support with housing because the limits and the way that the system is just set up is that you have to be kept down in order to get any type of help. And so even if you desire to do better, they will cut you off immediately as opposed to weaning you off so that you can build up your income and your resources. And People are afraid of that. If I get a better job tomorrow, I instantly lose the support with my housing. Well, if I haven't had savings and if I have a car that needs repair and if I have medical bills that I still need to pay just because I earn more income, I'm not instantly ready with the first paycheck 
to lose support with my housing. And so people are in a constant straddling defense about what do I do? I want to move forward in my life. I want to have access to capital. I want to have these resources for my children. But the minute I step into that, I lose all support. The the safety net is gone. Immediately. Yeah. And if the new income stream only lasts a month or two and it doesn't work out, you're, you are done. So there's this, it's, I mean, it's not like making a dollar more. You got to make thousands Mm -hmm. more to be Mm -hmm. in the same spot. Right. And Michelle is one of, I think, many Americans who they're literally right at the edge. She was at the edge if she made, I think, another 500 to a thousand dollars more, it would cut her off from resources. But she's upside down with a car and her insurance is super high and, you know, her car insurance. And so what we were able to do was we did cut some things, but I wanted her to be aware of what she could create not just cut because many people, Joe, in this country who are finding themselves, you know, between a rock and a hard place, they have already cut as much as they possibly could. It's not like they're living it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah they yeah, have right. already cut as much as they can. I love what we do on the show, though, because it does expose them to resources that will help them save money in even more ways. But ultimately, how can we get more people utilizing their gifts, their talents, their experiences, their education, all of those things to make more so that they can even keep up with inflation and all the other things that are going on. Where did you start, Patrice? I mean, if you're starting from a spot of abundance, I mean, Mm -hmm. just tactically, where did you start? Did you start with trying to climb that, that make a lot more money, uh, build that income stream? Or did you, where did you begin? Well, with Michelle, her vision is really big. So she's been in the transportation industry for many, many years as a driver. And in Florida in particular, she saw a need for more transportation for elderly people who couldn't get to the grocery store or to their doctor's appointments because she's in a in a area where there's a lot of retirees who don't necessarily have, you know, children that live in the area or grandchildren who can support them. But in order for her to to get the right type of van and insurance and get it all up and running. That's a process, right? So while I wanted her in creation mode and thinking about it, for me, everything starts with mindset. We started to just talk about dreaming a new dream. What could this look like if you stop limiting yourself and saying these things are not possible for people like me? And so a lot of it for her was affirming something new, visualization. I wanted her to start in that mold to start to break down the limiting belief she had about what's possible. But we did go to my favorite tool and what Opportunity Knox is all about is connecting people with the Opportunity Finder. And so this is a really unique database that this show has put together that is populated with you know, nonprofits that have been vetted, CDFIs, Community Development Financial Institutions, MDIs, Minority Depository Institutions, like all of these different organizations that are in the backyard, like in all of our backyards all across the country. We just don't know. It literally helps people source free citizenship, legal services, rental assistance, um, reducing interest rates, car refinances, getting rid of predatory loans, mentorship to start a business like this tool is so populated. So our next step was to 
flush out everything she may possibly need and then connect her with a local um, resource and a few CDFIs in her backyard. And so they were doing like the tactical work and I was really on top of keeping her mentally engaged yeah. because yeah. we all know it starts with mindset and it it really starts with believing that you deserve better and you can have better. It sounds like though you're hinting at she might become an entrepreneur, Patrice. She is. And I don't want to give it away, but we definitely, yeah. we flushed out some different things. And she even now post the show is working on, on the 1.0 version. And that's just another thing for anyone who's like, well, I don't have money. Where do I start with entrepreneurship? I always tell my clients, even in my programs, Joe, we can have a big vision, but don't be so attached to how you get there. That may evolve over time. There is probably a 1.0 version of where you can begin. And that's what I had to do with Michelle. What is the 1.0 version? You have a vision to do all of this and I love it. But when the vision is so grand and we are trying to put food on the table and trying to take care of basic necessities, we can become overwhelmed very quickly and give up on the vision altogether. Yeah. So I always yeah. get people to draft out what is the big Mac daddy, I can dream in color because dreaming is free version. And then how do we scale it back, scale it back, scale it back to get to a place where we can just start and take the next best step? And that's what I did with Michelle. What about, you mentioned a relationship with her kids and about yeah. teaching her kids. Uh, tell me about that part, because that seems like there's a lot there too. Uh, you know, to me, this is a family thing. I think for so long, parents have thought that if they left kids out of the financial conversations, even the hard ones, when you're going through a lot of financial struggle, that you're protecting them. That's my and, family. That was my family. Yeah. And the truth is, you're doing more harm than good, right? Because they need to see and be a part of the solution. They need to understand what's going on, especially when you have teenagers. I think, though, that at any level, I used to teach my daughter about save, give, spend envelopes when she was five. And to this day, now that she gets an allowance on Cash App, <laughs> she is still able to divvy it up and say, Mom, I still have X amount of dollars left at the end of the week or at the end of the month, even though she has full reign over how she manages her Cash App. Right. So I think that the earlier we can start to have these conversations and be real, because even in our financial failures, there is a lesson to pass on to our children. And if we can involve them earlier then I think we have a greater chance of breaking the cycle. Many of us don't realize that. We think we're protecting our children, but what we're doing is perpetuating these cycles of financial struggle because we're not being honest about where we are and what we're doing. And I think when we involve kids, as Michelle, you'll see in the show, she started to involve her children. What a great lesson. Fabulous. Because there are also going to be things that they will avoid naturally because they have an awareness. But yeah. also, if they ever find themselves in a pickle, and most of us as adults in America have found ourselves in some financial pickle at one time or another, they will be able to sit down, as you saw in the clip, and strategize and like be clear about the numbers so that they can at least brainstorm possibilities as opposed to running away from it, which is what many people do. And running away, brilliant short-term solution never works. Like there's never, never been a time in my life, <laughs> never been a time in my life when I'm like, 
I'm so glad I ran from that. Right. Right. And we have an opportunity to teach our young people how to face things because that's where the empowerment comes from. That's where that's where you become more empowered when you can take a look at what your actual situation is, be radically honest, and then go to a tool like the Opportunity Finder and say, I'm going to get support. I believe that there is something out there that can support me, you know, as I go through this. And a lot of it just starts with just the the belief and the awareness that there is support available to you. Because when we hide out and we run from it, we assume that we're all in it alone. And what I love about the show is that you see that you're not alone and that there are actually so many resources. And a lot of these nonprofits, Joe, they they want to help more people. Yes. They want to serve more people. They're they can't just get not the word getting, out. Yeah, they don't have the, the resources to necessarily get the word out. And so this show, you know, highlighting these different organizations and CDFIs and all of this stuff, I really pray is going to create such a ripple effect of magnificent impact for people, for the nonprofits who so desperately want to help their communities and for the people in the community who so desperately need support, but they're afraid of the judgment maybe or the guilt or the embarrassment or just don't know where to turn. Being able to bring these two groups together for me is why I said yes. Let's listen to one last clip that kind of puts us together and then we'll tell people where they can where they can find it. Okay. You think this is going to be something that'll help you give it on your feet financially and be able to buy a house? You have 13 credit cards. I didn't want the credit card. I wanted the candy bar. So I just signed my name on the line. There is homework because, you know, nothing comes without hard work. We're going to start off with the Opportunity Finder. That's basically a tool that you can use to find different not-for-profit resources in your community. It searches on the map. It pulls it up. We can schedule an appointment right here. Oh, awesome. We need to get you paired up with a CDFI here in Tampa that's going to really help you take a look at your budget. I want you to find a place to show that art and start selling some of that artwork, okay? Wow, that would be like, that would be like a dream come true. To find your own opportunities, please visit opportunitynox.net. And there's our website right there, Patrice. Yeah. Opportunitynox.net <laughs> has it all. And by the way, I think there's a few different ways. I've, I, I saw a, I think a Facebook post from Jamie, might've been an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. You guys are showing this, uh, PBS stations around the country are showing it. Yeah. However, because they're independent, if your station, if you can't find it, call your station and request it. And I think mm-hmm. because, Patrice, your community and our community are the supreme money nerds, we're kind of the tip of the spear. Like, we yeah. should be the people advocating for this, I think. Let's all call our PBS station and say, let's get this thing on. Absolutely. I think it's so complimentary to all of the work that we've done over the years, you know, because many of us. When we hit publish on our podcasts or when we put our posts out or we write our books, we're not there in the trenches with the people. And it is beautiful that we bring awareness to this stuff. But there are so many people in our country who need handholding that we don't necessarily have the capacity to do. So to introduce them to a resource that they can put in their address and get resources literally in their zip code you know, a bus ride or a walk or just a drive away and go and sit down and actually get the help that they need. We should all be talking about this. There's not a person who is listening who, if they don't need it for themselves, 
you have an aunt, you have an uncle, you have a sibling, you have a cousin, you have a neighbor, you have a coworker, someone that you can reach out to right now needs one of the services that, that, that are populated in this opportunity finder. And you being able to say, I heard about this great resource is what's going to help all of us make more progress and move forward. And I'm so grateful for you, Joe, and just for sharing this with like your community, because you are the ultimate uh, money nerd. (laughs) (laughs) You are one of the ultimate money nerd ambassadors. And I I'm so grateful that more people will just get to know, like, look, you might be way past, you know, needing these types of services. Doesn't mean that your friends and family and your neighbors and your coworkers doesn't mean that everyone around you is and they need it. Man, imagine if that one call that you make helps somebody in your community start a new business, get get their financial life in order. Like we truly are this this community. I'm in this little town of Texarkana, Texas, in Texarkana, mm-hmm. Arkansas, right next door. And man, just when if we can bring our community with us, it just helps all of us. If you want to watch it and you're not able to get through to your PBS station, or if you miss it, you can still go to opportunitynox.net. And by the way, that is where, if you need the resources, I believe, mm-hmm. Patrice, that's where all these resources are at as well, is at the website. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you can also catch it on PBS Passport. It's uh, PBS's streaming service. Yeah, so it's like their it, HBO Max, right? The, yeah. the, the, the PBS version of HBO Max, PBS Max. Yeah, right? yeah. PBS Passport. Patrice, Congratulations on a job well done. That's so exciting to get a look behind the scenes as well. And great talking to you again. Oh, always a pleasure talking to you, Joe. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Andy Hill from the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. And when I'm not singing Disney karaoke songs with my kids at home, I'm stacking Benjamins. Big thanks to Patrice Washington for some behind the scenes there, guys. And also... You know, OG, your community, your local community often has resources that we don't think about. If you're just starting out on your journey, looking at your local community and all the things that they can give you at the Opportunity Knox website um, for some free help might be a fine place to get a beginning. I know that you have helped do some financial planning on bases for some of our country's finest. Yeah, some years ago. Yep, there's a program for that. Um during the middle of uh, kind of all the mess that was going on in the Middle East, the U.S. military put together a program for service members and their spouses when they were deployed, uh, when we were heavily involved in the stuff going on in the Middle East. A lot of stress, obviously, at home with money. So so hopefully, you know, trying to alleviate some of that stress so the service members could focus on their job and the spouses at home could focus on being at home. And lots of programs that are much more permanent than that all over the United States, like Patrice alluded to. Absolutely. Uh, And again, links in our show notes page, deeper dives in the 201 newsletter, stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Hey, let's talk to Haven Lifeline, guys, and tackle some of life's most important questions. Our friends at Haven Life Insurance Agency, they put what you value first, Doug. He's pointing the other way. I meant OG. (laughs) (laughs) I totally meant OG. I was just looking in the wrong direction. It was a head fake. Yeah, it was a uh, little, a little. Yes. Here's, drive. here's the type of head fake it is. It was a head fake as if it was Tom Brady back in 2021. That is such a weak analogy slash joke. When he was slash. apparently way better than he is this year. What's happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man? Giselle happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. 
Anyway, boy, boy, nothing will bring the Haven Lifeline segment to a stop quicker than a Tom Brady reference. Yeah, I, okay, if you want to start over with me, I'm going to say <laughs> I value a leaf blower right about now. Did we say that one already? I thought yeah. we talked about leaf blowers. They just on keep here. showing up. They keep coming. More, more, more leaves. Yeah, yes. I, mine's left over. You think, oh, they're ninety percent down. I, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I maybe I have one more to do. I'll do it in December. Nope. You've got one more to do this week. Oh, oh, gee, you're uh, going with Halloween candy leftovers. Leftovers, yeah. Trying to uh, raiding the it. kids' bags. Midnight raid on the kids' no, Halloween bags. No, I don't. You know, we get those big bags of candy to hand out, and I've kind of picked through a few of them. And I decided the other day that I don't really like candy anymore. I've now reached the age at which I don't like candy. Yeah. So just going back to the old f- fireball, like we talked about on Monday. Just go straight to fireball. I know. Yeah. Just I like I like daddy candy. It sounds like I beg your pardon. Stripper name. <laughs> That's a whole different show. It's your, it's your loved ones in your time. Wow. Maybe some loved ones more than others. What's that going for on the street buying, these days? Why they've made buying quality term life insurance actually simple. I can't get through this. Head to stackybenjamins.com slash Haven Life now to get a free quote. Love what they're doing at Haven Life because they're not, they're, not, uh, they're not talking about candy and uh, yeah. Uh, they're talking about making your life easier because their prices are affordable. Their application has been simplified and streamlined. It's all online. Get an instant coverage decision. Of course, all policies issued by the parent company, Mass Mutual, which is more than 160 years old. Today, we're going to throw out the lifeline to our new BFF, Malcolm. Say hi, Malcolm. Hey, fellas. My name is Malcolm. I'm 30 years old, live in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am a 2XL. I have a question about the legitimacy of collective investment trust or funds. My question is that the account servicer for my governmental 457B has recently started offering a collective investment trust that appears to be modeled of an index target date retirement fund. The fees for the investment trusts are half as expensive as the fees for the mutual funds. I also wouldn't have to manage my own rebalancing anymore. I would, however, pick a fund that is dated later than my actual retirement because the funds become overly conservative prematurely. Up until now, I've managed the asset allocation myself, which I'm fine with doing since I've already done the research and have been on cruise control, but I also wouldn't mind buying the one fund and moving on with my days. My concern about the new product is that it doesn't have any history, which I know past performance is not blah, 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 I know. And the other thing is that the trust is pretty secretive about what investments it actually holds. The prospectus shows that it holds multiple inner funds within the trust, but when I go to find what those inner funds hold, I get no information. I'm wondering what's the deal with these products. In the couple of years I've been consuming financial media, I haven't heard any mention of these investment trusts. Is the trust the same thing as a fund, or is there a difference? Are they sketchy? They seem kind of sketchy. Am I about to fall into a trap? Thanks for your time and everything that you do. Wow, OG, this is an interesting one. New product in his 401k. What's going on here? Yeah, so basically a collective trust or a collective investment fund or, you know, they kind of call it different things is no different than a mutual fund or an ETF, except that the structure that it's designed under and also who's in charge of it. So if you, if you go down the mutual fund or ETF route, you know, you've got obviously the transparency he was talking about. You know what's inside of it. It's regulated by the SEC. There's daily liquidity, if not minute by minute liquidity and, and ETFs, that sort of thing. So you get, so we kind of know what that looks like. 
a collective investment fund or a collective investment trust is managed by banks. This is just their version of a, a mutual fund or a collection of mutual funds or their version of a target date fund, like he was talking about, and really was designed because bankers were tired of losing money to investment banks. And so they said, well, we want to do this. How do we do it? So they're regulated under the banking side of the equation, not the SEC side of the equation. It's a little bit more, um, or I should say a little less transparent because it's not regulated by the SEC. So they have different kind of uh, rules that they have to follow. But ostensibly, it's the same. It's a collective mutual fund or ETF or just a whole bunch of stuff. In fact, the vast majority of the time, uh, investment companies or banks rather will outsource the management of this to actual investment companies. You might see in your fund list, it's a collective investment trust, and then you look it up and it's uh, managed by Franklin Templeton or something like that. But the plan is administered by a fiduciary who's kind of the bank president, CEO, whatever the investment committee is at the bank. They own the fund, your beneficial owners. So there's a little bit kind of different ownership style there. Not that I would really worry too much about that, but but there is a smidge more risk in the fact that you're not the actual owner. But I really wouldn't be too concerned about a big bank or a big 401k absconding with your uh, with your money. So they work very similarly. And if and if it suits your needs in terms of uh, it's kind of a set it and forget it type of thing, and it's a little bit lower cost than what's available. That's kind of one of their attractive features is that you know, hey, we can do the same thing that you know Putnam does, but we'll do it for less. Uh, have at it; it'll be fine. Thanks for the question, Malcolm. And by the way, congratulations on your size. Uh, we actually send you a code for the Haven Life uh, shirt. He's all swole. He's been working out. Greatest money show on Earth shirt. Malcolm, I wonder if uh, if I met you when I was in Indianapolis. Emily, my co-author and I, for our book Stacked, we had so much fun in Indy. That was a really... It was we were at a cool microbrewery, like a lot of the places around the around the country. Really fun time in Indy. Love every time I go there. So thanks for the question. If you have a question for us, stackybenjamins.com slash voicemail. And OG can dive into that for you. Pontificate. That was good stuff, man. It wasn't pontification today, though. It it, it really wasn't. It was to the point. It was succinct. Yes. And uh, I My think name. calm some fears, o which is succinct G. Which is what we're here for. All right, that's going to do it for today. Let's pull out the community calendar, guys, for just a second, because we've got, uh, let's see what we've got. On Wednesday, Wednesday at uh, our normal time, 5 p.m. Eastern, we have a Instagram Live. That's when I show up and sometimes talk to a fintech guest. Sometimes it's Doug and I. We have a lot of fun, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday when I'm in the basement, and that will include this afternoon. But the big thing happening is actually tonight. Tonight we have Stephen Chen and Michelle Dash, two of the creators of the new retirement calculator, a retirement calculator we like a bunch. And they're talking about five easy to fix mistakes people make when they use retirement calculators. Five easy to fix mistakes. That is on our YouTube channel tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like a reminder, head to stackybenjamins.com slash live. And you can sign up for the event there and we'll send you a reminder that it's getting ready to go. But that is tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on our YouTube channel. But if you're not here about calculators, you're not here just about saving more in your 401k or behind the scenes of Opportunity Knocks, you're concerned about the market and this recession chatter. 
OG and his team have put together a free guide that shares eight moves to make in a down market. The guide will help you plan more and panic less no matter what the market does. So head over to stackingbenjamins.com slash guide. That's stackingbenjamins.com slash guide and get this helpful free guide from OG and his team. Thanks, OG. That's going to do it for today, peeps. Doug, I think you've got it from here, man. What should we have learned on this big episode? Well, Joe, on this big episode, take some advice from Patrice Washington and chase your purpose, not your money. Second, your 401k, raise that amount you're saving. Pause this right now and raise your contribution. 1%, 2%, come on, you can do it. But the big lesson... In the words of both Ron Popeil and Sean Mullaney, when it comes to your 401k plan, set it and, and forget it. Forget it. Oh, my God. Did that suck? That's so <laughs> bad. Thanks to Patrice Washington for joining us today. You can find out more about her work at patricewashington.com. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. And thanks also to Sean Mullaney for joining us for today's headline segment. You'll find his new book, Solo 401k, wherever books are sold. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2022, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. The show is written by the brilliant Paulette Perhatch, with help from Joe, me, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. After you listen to our show, check out the 201 Deep Dives, written by our website manager and blog editor, Brooke Miller. You'll find the 411 on all things money at the 201. Just go to stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude is our social media coordinator and the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So, say hello when you see us posting online. Here's a weird fact. Both she and Tina Eichenberg are never in the same room at the same time. To join all The Basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com basement. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at The Stacking Benjamin Show. Not only should you not take advice from these dorks, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. Set it and forget it. You just set it and forget it. Set it and you forget about it. You just set it and then forget it. Set it and forget about it. Set it and And forget it. Forget it. Oh, God, no.
What did you just ask me? I asked you, not that I'm curious, but I've heard other people who are much older than I am have said that as they age, they, uh, for no reason at all, will swallow down the wrong tube and then just start coughing, you know, just like out of nowhere. They're not eating. They're not drinking. It's just like they're just swallowing as one does throughout the day. Again, these are much older people than me. Does that happen to you? It, it does. It just happened to me like three seconds ago, which is why you asked the question. But um, no, you know what I have done like three times in the last week, though? Bit my damn Said, tongue. Get off my lawn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you think money grows on trees? <laughs> I'm not eating the neighborhood. Those progressive commercials just get better and better. They really do. You see the new one with this book signing? We don't need a we don't need a line police or what's it what is it a line somebody? Let's give uh, progressive some free some free advertising here cuz these are so good. I got into this because I was a sufferer. I turned into my dad. But I came back. We need to silence our phone. Who knows where that button is? I don't have silent. Everyone does, right up here. Trying to live, laugh, and love? Yes. yes. The answer is no. I can help new homeowners not become their parents. No fussing, no cussing, and no laughing. Now remember, they're not <laughs> All those signs around they're the house. TV shows. You woke up early. No one cares. Guess what? <laughs> the waiter doesn't need to know your name. I was just about to talk about how early I got up this morning for no damn reason. Speaking of getting up early, look who finally showed up. Oh, hey, it's OG. Oh, glad you could make it. Normally, I laugh really hard at those commercials because I identify with at least two of the examples. And I think this latest one with the book signing is the only one that I'm not able to i mean i've thought about being the line monitor a couple times like i'm in those i'm come on because i could tell you dude the same guy that waits till the last minute to merge on the highway is the guy that's like he's creeping out sideways in the line and then he's going to take some cutsies later and then pretend like he had no idea right yeah that but i don't do anything about it but i have thought about i don't remember which one it was but there was something (laughs) this is how old i'm getting there was something Cheryl and I were watching it while we're watching football on Saturday and, and turned to each other and we're like, what's wrong with that one? Like we, <laughs> you know, it's bad when you identify the people like, yeah, a lot of these are funny, but that one, I don't even get like that that's, is, that's just true. Oh no. Oh, I've done so many of those. Like there, there's one where they're in the grocery store and the guy says, Oh, Jason, your produce manager, tell him he's doing a great <laughs> job. I do that all the time. Do you really? Who doesn't want to get some props? The waiter's name has become mine. Oh. My name's Bill. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I should start calling him Bill then. Right. Hey, Bill, how are you maybe doing I should tonight? start calling her Julie. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Dinner was great. And that's when they have a seat with you to sit down, like with dessert. You know, when they bring dessert, they sit with you for a second just to kind of feel folksy. Have you have you actually had that happen? Uh-huh. I, I've seriously never had that. Have you really? Oh yeah, I'm warm and welcoming. People enjoy my company. really. Yeah. See, I think that's a bridge too far. It totally like, hey, is. It I'm totally just building is. rapport here. I don't. I don't need a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> just bring me the apple pie and go. Is that Please. like when the when the Pope doesn't want to talk about Jesus? I keep working, <laughs> work, freak. <laughs> Well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is 
Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.